0: Look, it's one thing to believe in Jesus and to believe in eternal life, but there are people walking around who believe that stuff, yet somehow they're not quite living the life that he promised us for the here and now. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome again to the program as we take another look at your life from a different perspective. So are you living your life to the full? Come on, not a 1 or 2 out of 10, not even a 5 or 6 or 7 out of 10, but a minimum of 10 out of 10 and then some. Well, I'm not saying that there won't be ups and downs. There always will be. But I don't know, my hunch is that despite all that goes on around us, we should be able to live a life of outrageous joy right here through the ups and downs. And yet I know so many people, people who believe in Jesus and people who don't, who seem to be living a two or a five or even a seven out of ten kind of life, always with this nagging suspicion that there's a destiny, there's something more for them, but never really getting close to that. Me? I want to be the me I was meant to be. I want to live the life I was meant to live. I want to live my life to the full. How about you? And yet there's an amazing portrait of that kind of half-life, not really complete life, in the Bible. It's the story of Lazarus, a great friend of Jesus, who was dying, he was sick. So they came to tell Jesus, Lazarus is about to kick the bucket. And Jesus waits a few days before he goes to Lazarus, and you know what everyone says when he gets there? Jesus, why, why didn't you get here sooner? You could have healed him. You could have stopped him from dying. I mean, they'd seen Jesus do all this healing stuff. It's a bit like us. When we look at the mess we have in our lives, we say, God, how come you didn't come earlier? Why didn't you show up? You could have stopped this mess from happening in my life. Everyone wanted Jesus to have fixed the problem before Lazarus died. But Jesus had said to his disciples that he had a different plan, a plan that people around him didn't really understand. So no one could see it. Jesus was saying it to Martha, his sister. He said, your brother will rise again. But Martha thought he was talking about rising again on the last day, the resurrection. So she doesn't get it. She's happy to believe in pie in the sky when you die, but not steak on the plate while you wait, if that makes sense. Let's pick up this story and just read it again. It's in John's Gospel, chapter 11. And I'm picking it up now, the second half of the story, at verse 38. See, when Jesus had come, he he was deeply moved as he stood before the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of Lazarus, by this time there's a bad odour. I mean, he's been dead for four days now. And Jesus said, didn't I tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? I love that. If you believe, you'll see the glory of God. So they took away the stone, and then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you heard me. I always knew that you would, but I'm saying these things for the benefit of the people around me so that they would believe that you sent me. And when he had said this, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out. His hands and feet were wrapped with strips of linen, and a cloth was around his face. And Jesus said to them, Take off his grave clothes and let him go. Jesus was deeply moved. I mean, he loved Lazarus. He cared for him. Lazarus was a good friend. That's why Jesus had wept for him. So it's not some publicity stunt, but it's a tender encounter, and people were thinking, well, what's Jesus doing? He can't do this. I mean, Lazarus is already dead. Lazarus is on the nose. His flesh is already rotting. I reckon we have to be very careful about telling God, what he can't do, about putting God into a little box of our tiny expectations, imagining somehow that he could never bring Lazarus back to life, imagining somehow he could never really bring a fresh, new life into your heart and mind. You see, all these people, Martha, Mary, the disciples, all the others gathered around, they'd seen Jesus doing amazing miracles, they'd heard all about him, yet they didn't believe that he could bring a man back to life. In fact, it didn't even enter their minds. And yet he did. And Look at the picture of Lazarus when he walks out of the tomb. Lazarus, come out, says Jesus, and the dead man came out. His hands and feet were wrapped with strips of linen, and a cloth was around his face. You see, Lazarus was bound up in his grave clothes. And this is a picture that looks a lot like some people that I know, living a kind of a a half-life. On the one hand, Jesus has spoken a word of life into them, but on the other they're still bound up in their grave clothes, as it were, bound up in the things of the past. When Lazarus walked out of that tomb, beneath those grave clothes he was living and breathing. There was colour in his cheeks, but he couldn't live the rest of his life bound up in grave clothes, and the same is true for you and me. Some people have life flowing through their veins because Jesus put it there, and yet they have one foot in the past, in that dead half-life that didn't really work, trying to live life to the full on the one hand, kind of hoping things will work out, still having one foot in the grave and wondering why that isn't working. That picture of a living man wrapped in grave clothes is the picture of many a man's life and many a woman's life. We want to live life to the full, we want to discover our destiny, and yet the past wraps us and stops us from doing all of that. You know something? There's a reason for that. You can't live your life wrapped in grave clothes. Let me say it again. You can't live your life wrapped in grave clothes. If we believe in Jesus, we're like Lazarus. We have colour in our cheeks, he's breathed life into our souls, yet people want to hang on to the things of the past, and it doesn't work. What sort of life do you think it would have been for Lazarus if he had continued to live on, in those grave clothes. And anyway, that wasn't Jesus' plan for him. Look at what Jesus said. He said, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Do you like that last bit? Let him go. Set him free. Set him free to be the Lazarus he was meant to be. Friend, how are you living your life? Is it a life lived to the full or is it a life held back by the past? Is it a life full of joy and peace or are you struggling with the stupid things you keep doing wrong all the time? Is it a life of freedom, or are you still wrapped up in the grave clothes of your past? I can ask you those questions, but I can't answer them for you. Only you can do that. And wherever you're at, does a question rise up in your heart, a question that goes something like this, isn't there some better way of living my life? There has to be. Well, there is, and it's a boots and all thing. Ah, oh, you know, Bernie, I just I want to hang on to this compromise or that attitude. I, I still want to cheat or lie or, or be tight with my money or not serve other people. I want to be selfish because, you know, all this Jesus stuff is not particularly convenient. Great, great. Stay wrapped in your grave clothes, but don't expect to live your life to the full. Don't expect to realise your destiny. The alternative is to set our hearts like flint on living life to the full, no matter what the cost. You know there'll be a cost, right? There's a cost for a heroin addict to give up heroin. There's a cost for an alcoholic to give up alcohol. There's a cost for a smoker to give up smoking. The first step always is admitting where we're at, admitting we have a problem. And the second step is deciding here and now, you know something, that joker on the radio has a point. I I have to do something. I can't keep living my life in these grave clothes anymore. And our grave clothes are all different. For some people it might be lying and cheating. For others it could be gossiping. For others it might be an attitude of selfishness. You look in your mirror and you'll know what it is. And yet we're powerless to take off the grave clothes until Jesus, Jesus speaks his power into our lives. Take off the grave clothes and set them free. My friend, the answer, the only answer is Jesus. Believe it or not, when God looks at you, wow, he loves you more than words can say. And he knows you better than you even know yourself. He has some incredible plans for your life ahead. And yet, come on, let's be honest, sometimes we don't quite know how to lay hold of those plans, yeah? That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life Application booklet. It's called How to Live Your Life to the Full and it's full of life-changing practical Bible teaching to help you do exactly that, to be all that God created you to be. Amen? You can request your free copy right now. Either stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send your booklet straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415.